Guideline Implementation, Surgical Smoke Safety by Jennifer L. Fankel Abstract Research conducted during the past four decades has demonstrated that surgical smoke generated from the use of energy-generating devices in surgery contains toxic and biohazardous substances that present risks to perioperative team members and patients. Despite the increase in information available, however, perioperative personnel continue to demonstrate a lack of knowledge of these hazards and a lack of compliance with recommendations for evacuating smoke during surgical procedures. The new AORN, Guideline for Surgical Smoke Safety, provides guidance on surgical smoke management. This article focuses on key points of the guideline to help perioperative personnel promote smoke-free work environments, evacuate surgical smoke, and develop education programs and competency verification tools, policies and procedures, and quality improvement initiatives related to controlling surgical smoke. Perioperative RN should review the complete guideline for additional information and for guidance when writing and updating policies and procedures. Surgical smoke is the visible and malodorous byproduct released into the air as a result of disruption and vaporization of tissue and cellular matter by the energy-generating devices commonly used in surgery. For example, electrosurgical units, lasers, ultrasonic devices, and high-speed electrical devices. Surgical smoke has been called by many different names, including surgical plume, diathermy plume, cautery smoke, air contaminants, and vapors. Whereas 40 years ago surgical smoke may have been considered a normal part of the OR environment, the current body of scientific knowledge and research clearly demonstrates that surgical smoke contains hazardous substances and that inhalation of smoke can lead to adverse health effects. Harmful elements and substances known to be contained in surgical smoke include gaseous toxic compounds such as hydrogen cyanide, benzene, viruses, carcinogenic and malignant particles, cellular debris, blood particles, and bacteria. Acknowledgement of the hazards presented by surgical smoke has led occupational safety and professional organizations to recommend that healthcare facilities establish smoke-free environments for perioperative personnel and patients. It is important to recognize that exposure to surgical smoke can be harmful to anyone who is in the procedure room, including the patient. For the surgical team, occupational exposure to surgical smoke has been linked to respiratory illnesses and issues, transmission of viruses, such as human papillomavirus, and exposure to substances that are classified by the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health as mutagenic and carcinogenic. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration estimates that more than 500,000 healthcare providers are exposed to harmful surgical smoke every year. Surgical smoke during laparoscopic procedures can decrease visibility of the surgical field, resulting in possible delays during the procedure. In addition, for the patient, exposure to surgical smoke can lead to port site metastasis and carbon monoxide exposure, which can cause an elevated concentration of carboxyhemoglobin that decreases the red blood cell's ability to carry oxygen. Although the harmful effects of surgical smoke have been known for years, the evidence suggests that perioperative team members often lack knowledge of these effects and do not comply with smoke evacuation guidelines. In addition, researchers have found that there is a greater compliance with evacuating surgical smoke during laser procedures compared with electrosurgical procedures, even though the smoke generated by electrosurgery is more hazardous than smoke generated by lasers. AORN published the new Guideline for Surgical Smoke Safety 
In December 2016, AORN guideline documents provide guidance based on an evaluation of the strength and quality of the available evidence for a specific subject. The guidelines apply to inpatient and ambulatory settings and are adaptable to all areas where operative and other invasive procedures may be performed. This article elaborates on the key takeaways from the Surgical Smoke Safety Guideline. However, perioperative RN should review the complete guideline for additional information and for guidance when writing and updating policies and procedures. Key takeaways from the AORN Guideline for Surgical Smoke Safety include the following. The healthcare organization should provide a surgical, smoke-free work environment. The perioperative team should evacuate all surgical smoke. Perioperative team members should receive initial and ongoing education and competency verification on surgical smoke safety. Policies and procedures for surgical smoke safety should be developed, reviewed periodically, and revised as necessary. Perioperative personnel should participate in quality assurance and performance improvement activities to improve compliance with surgical smoke evacuation. The following scenario highlights these key takeaways and other aspects of the AORN guideline. Each key takeaway is then discussed in more detail after the scenario. Scenario After a long day of work as a perioperative RN at Kudzu Community Hospital, Nurse G logs into her online Bachelor of Science in Nursing program. Her most recent assignment is to reflect on and thoughtfully evaluate the following questions. Consider a common practice in your facility, such as count procedures, sharp safety, or patient temperature management. Is the current practice in your facility best practice? Why or why not? What would you do to change the current practice? Nurse G begins her assignment by considering the procedure she was involved in earlier that day. The first procedure was on a laparoscopic cholecystectomy, which was followed by an open bowel resection, and finally, a laser removal of an anal condyloma. The team used a smoke evacuator during the laser procedure, but not during the other two procedures, even though surgical smoke was generated during all three procedures. The facility's policy currently states that a smoke evacuator must be used during all laser procedures, but for other procedures, the decision of whether to evacuate smoke is left to the surgeon's preference. She wonders why a smoke evacuator is not used during all procedures where surgical smoke is generated and decides to explore this topic for her class. Nurse G starts by searching the research literature and guidance from professional organizations and government agencies to find recommendations for when a smoke evacuator should be used. She finds research specific to the hazardous substances in surgical smoke, case reports linking surgical smoke to transmission of human papillomavirus, and guidelines that provide recommendations for healthcare organizations to follow in establishing safe, smoke-free environments for perioperative personnel and patients. From this, she is able to complete her assignment, but she has also gained the realization that she should challenge the current practice at her facility. Armed with her research, Nurse G approaches her nurse manager the next week to talk about why the use of the smoke evacuator is required only during laser procedures. Her manager explains that personnel have complained that smoke evacuators are cumbersome and noisy, and that many of the surgeons believe that evacuating smoke slows down or interferes with the procedures. The nurse manager agrees that the facility's current policy does not reflect best practice and that this issue should be addressed. Knowing that the Multidisciplinary OR Practice Committee will be meeting the next month, 
the manager asked Nurse G to prepare a presentation and recommendation for the committee to consider. At the OR practice committee meeting, Nurse G shares how she came to question the facility's policy. She presents information from the research studies and case reports that details the health risks from surgical smoke. The committee members agree that they have not fully considered the harmful health effects of inhaling smoke particles. Some of the committee members also say that they had thought that the room ventilation was sufficient to evacuate the smoke and that wearing a surgical mask would provide an adequate defense against smoke inhalation during most procedures. After Nurse G's presentation, the committee approves of a trial of a new smoke evacuator system. Two physicians, a general surgeon and an anesthesiologist, volunteer to partner with the nursing personnel to select a new system and strengthen the policy to include when a surgical smoke evacuator should be used, parameters for use, such as where to position the smoke evacuator capture device during surgery, personal protective equipment, PPE requirements, and instructions for safe disposal of used items, such as filters, tubing, and wands. Eager to start this work, Nurse G creates her team, which includes the physician volunteers from the OR Practice Committee, another perioperative RN, two surgical technologists, the nurse manager, and two staff members from the Employee Health and Safety Department. The team members contact smoke evacuator representatives so that the team may select the best product for their organization. After evaluating the available products in a successful trial with input from the surgical team, they select a smoke evacuator system. Nurse G works closely with a unit educator to develop a comprehensive education program for all of the surgical team members, including the surgeons and anesthesia professionals, to present the risks of surgical smoke, the best practices for evacuating smoke, and specific instructions related to the new smoke evacuation system. They also develop a competency tool so that adherence to the new practices may be verified and sustained. The policies and procedures are updated to reflect the smoke evacuation practices and to ensure that proper use and safety steps are clearly identified. Six months later, Nurse G is invited back to the OR Practice Committee meeting to share an update on this work. She is able to report the successful incorporation of surgical smoke evacuation for all procedures in which smoke is generated. The committee recommends that the Quality Department develop a quality assurance program so that compliance with and barriers to this important safety initiative may be monitored and issues addressed in real time. Nurse G is thankful for this school assignment that challenged her to evaluate an established practice. She realizes that by questioning a practice and working to make changes, she was able to make a difference in the safety of her patients, peers, and colleagues. Key Takeaways Discussion The key takeaways from AORN's Guideline for Surgical Smoke Safety address smoke-free work environments, surgical smoke evacuation, education and competency verification, core components for policies and procedures, and elements to consider for quality improvement activities. These takeaways do not cover the entire guideline. Rather, they help the listener focus on important or new information that should be integrated into perioperative practice. Smoke-free environment. Employers are legally obligated to provide environments in which it is safe for their employees to work. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration mandates that organizations provide work environments that are free from identifiable dangers that can cause or potentially cause death of or serious harm to employees. To reduce the effects of surgical smoke exposure, 
perioperative personnel should implement controls to address this hazard. These include engineering controls, such as room ventilation or air exchanges of total 20 air exchanges per hour, work practice controls, such as smoke evacuation systems, and administrative controls, such as policies and procedures, education, and training. Personnel should also wear the proper PPE, such as respiratory protection and gloves for disposing of used smoke evacuation supplies. It is important for surgical team members to understand that a surgical mask does not provide respiratory protection. In addition to evacuating smoke, personnel may wear respiratory protection, such as a fit-tested N95 respirator as a second level of defense against surgical smoke. Personnel should wear fit-tested N95 respirators during any high-risk aerosol-generating procedure or for procedures on patients with known or suspected aerosol-transmittable diseases, for example, tuberculosis, varicella, or rubella. Smoke evacuation. Using a smoke evacuation system in addition to room ventilation is the first line of defense against surgical smoke exposure. A multidisciplinary team should be involved in selecting appropriate surgical smoke safety equipment that will be used in the perioperative setting. Personnel should use the smoke evacuation and accessories in accordance with the manufacturer's written instructions for use. When smoke is anticipated during a surgical procedure, personnel should use a smoke evacuator system with a 0.1 micrometer filter, such as ultra-low particulate air, for the smoke evacuator and should activate the system at all times when smoke is being generated. For small amounts of smoke as defined in the facility's policy and procedures, personnel may use a medical surgical vacuum system with a 0.1 micrometer filter placed between the suction wall connection and the suction canister. The smoke capture device, such as wand and tubing, should be placed as close as possible to the surgical site to collect all traces of surgical smoke. Personnel should handle any used filters, tubing, and wands using standard precautions and dispose of these as biohazardous waste. Education and Competency Verification Empowering personnel to implement best practices begins with a solid foundation of education and competency verification. Personnel should participate in education and competency verification activities before a new smoke evacuator and accessories are introduced into practice. Core elements that should be incorporated into education and competency verification include what surgical smoke is, the devices that generate surgical smoke, the hazards to patients and personnel, selection of the smoke evacuation system and supplies based on the procedure to be performed, correct setup and use of the smoke evacuation equipment, and proper disposal of smoke evacuator supplies. It is important to highlight that because of the hazards of surgical smoke exposure to the entire team and the patient, the decision to use or not use a smoke evacuator should not be made by any one practitioner or be based on personal preference. If the procedure generates surgical smoke, the surgical team should use smoke evacuation techniques. Policies and Procedures Policies and procedures provide guidance to the perioperative team to mitigate the risk related to surgical smoke exposure. Well-defined policies and procedures assign authority, responsibility, and accountability for safe clinical practice and help ensure that the highest standard of patient care is delivered. 
policies and procedures for surgical smoke safety should address. Evacuating all surgical smoke. Selecting a smoke evacuation system and supplies appropriate for the procedures. Using a smoke evacuator with a 0.1 micrometer filter or a medical surgical vacuum system with a 0.1 micrometer inline filter between the suction wall connection and the suction canister to evacuate small amounts of smoke is appropriate for the procedure. Positioning of the smoke capture device, such as wand and tubing. Handling used supplies using standard precautions. Wearing the proper PPE. Completing education and competency verification requirements. And reporting any health symptoms that could be associated with smoke exposure. Quality assurance and performance improvement. Well-thought-out quality assurance and performance improvement programs help ensure the quality of patient care by providing real-time evaluations so that appropriate action plans and strategies may be developed to improve care. Assessment of compliance with the smoke evacuation policies and procedures should be measured by direct observation. Important data elements to include in a surgical smoke quality assurance and performance improvement program include smoke evacuation during all procedures in which smoke is generated, use of the appropriate equipment, use of smoke evacuation filters according to the manufacturer's instructions, proper positioning of smoke evacuation capture devices, and correct PPE worn by personnel during the procedure and during the disposal of contaminated filters and supplies. Conclusion Essential to providing a safe environment for both perioperative team members and patients is a thorough understanding of the hazards of surgical smoke and the controls and safety measures to mitigate the risks of exposure. Perioperative RNs should proactively seek information regarding the best practices for evaluating surgical smoke to facilitate the delivery of safe patient care and help keep themselves and their team members safe.